Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and today I'll be taking you on a culinary adventure through Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I just need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Remember, it costs you no extra money, and you get that world-class level of support from the Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. I actually want to start out doing something a little bit different than what I've done before. You know, we always just jump right into the reviews, which is great. That's that's a very important part of dining at Disney parks. But I also feel like I need to start delivering news as it happens. And, you know, it's not uh, it's not usually rare to go a week without any news at all in terms of dining, but especially right now while there's a lot of stuff opening up and making changes, uh, definitely, definitely a good time to go over some news. And so the first thing I want to point out for anyone coming to Walt Disney World is that BOMA, Flavors of Africa at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, is officially reopened as of August 20th, and it is reopened as a buffet for breakfast and dinner, not a family-style dining option like some of the other buffets have had. It is a full, full buffet, and they'll have the cooking stations with some of the favorites for breakfast as well as dinner. Uh, At breakfast, they promise creamy pop, uh, turkey baboti, Uh, pancakes, waffles, deviled eggs with salmon, and delicious freshly baked items from the Boma Bakery. And for dinner, they'll have pork ribs, salmon, African African spiced strip loin, Durban rotisserie chicken, and lamb babodi. The kids' station will have pasta and meatballs, mac and cheese, and chicken bites. And the rotating selection of soups, stews, and chowders are back as well as tasty salads like the the Berber chickpea salad and North African cauliflower salad. And yes, zebra domes are also back. And this is according to Disney Parks blog, of course. Uh, then we're going to jump over to Epcot. And beginning August 29th, Biergarten in the Germany Pavilion. It, it's been open as a family-style dining, but it's going to go back to being a buffet experience for lunch and dinner. Of course, you'll be able to get pretzel rolls, bratwurst, spätzle, schnitzel, variety of desserts, including apple strudel and black forest rolls. And also returning as a buffet starting on September 12th, the Crystal Palace at the Magic Kingdom will switch over from that family style dining. Well, theirs was the you pick an entree and then you also get uh, you get family style appetizers and desserts. But this is switching back to a buffet as well for lunch and dinner. They'll have the Parker House Rolls, create your own fresh garden salads, seared pork tenderloin, fire roasted prime rib, braised short braised beef short ribs, and more. Uh, Now we're going to head back over to Epcot over in the China Pavilion. Nine Dragons Restaurant will finally reopen, but only for dinner Tuesday through Saturday, which I believe is due to staffing because that was told to me directly that Walt Disney World would love to open every restaurant. Epcot would love to open every restaurant, but they need to have the staffing. And so it looks like they got enough at least for dinner service. And some of the menu items will include uh, Sichuan chicken dumplings, crispy duck bao buns, 
and uh, House Hot and Sour Soup, along with other things like Peng, Kung Pao Duo Salt and Pepper Shrimp, Spicy Honey Crispy Chicken, and Kowloon Spare Ribs. And over at Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Royal Table will start on will start their breakfast service again on August 27th. It hasn't had their breakfast service back, but it will begin August 27th. And finally over at Animal Kingdom, Kusafiri Coffee Shop and Bakery will reopen August 29th. So that's fun. They'll have spiced potato hand pies, marinated chicken flatbread sandwiches, red chili hot dogs. I'm I'm actually going to have to get over there and try that out. And Dockside Diner is going to have new options when it reopens on August 22nd. It's going to have a shrimp salad roll, chipotle chicken salad roll, smoked fish dip, seaside brownie, and blue sea margaritas. All sound delicious. And then also I want to mention at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival that's currently happening, there was a bunch of booths that were supposed to open on October 1st that didn't open with the event. I believe they there are still some to come. I, I get lost how many didn't open, but uh, there were seven marketplaces that did open earlier uh, this past week on August 15th, uh, including Ireland, Spain, the Alps. Kenya, India, Lobster Landing, as well as Mac and Eats. And I know I'm hoping to get out and have a review next week for Lobster Landing and Mac and Eats so we can look forward to that. And then beyond that at Walt Disney World with dining, I want to mention a couple specific things. Uh, you know, Columbia Harbor House has reopened for their their actual restaurant service, which I think is awesome. I can't wait to get over there and try another lobster roll that's been requested of me to go and get that. So I will see if it's better than the one that I had when it was being served at Tomorrow Land Terrace. And also, of course, too, uh, Walt Disney World caved and reverted the menu at at uh at ohana to get rid of disgusting things like the the shrimp casserole that they had and peel and eat shrimp is back on the menu they're still not doing the skewers but it's getting closer back to what the menu was before they decided to change it up and i don't even think we've had a review of ohana for dinner yet so look forward to that in the near future i'm sure sad that we missed out on the bad version of it but and I know Fiasco and Haley went and had breakfast there, but hopefully we can get uh, an updated version for for dinner as soon as humanly possible. And then finally, what was the last thing I wanted to mention? Oh, the big pog uh, debate that's going on and being spread around. Right now, there's a lot of questioning about pog uh, not being available at Disney parks and well, not specifically Disney parks, but Disney resorts and yeah, it, it's a tough one. So I know there's probably a lot of people out there who think that Pog juice is just handcrafted by Disney every day by mixing that passion fruit juice, orange juice and guava juice. But no, it, it comes from a manufacturer like most stuff at restaurants uh, end up coming to the restaurants. And then it's on it's on whoever's cooking to make it their own or mix it up and make it their own. And 
with with Walt Disney World, I don't know this firsthand, but I'm assuming that they actually just buy already pre-made Pog Juice from a distributor like Cisco or another restaurant distributor, and that's how they get it. And I'm guessing the supply issue right now is just completely cut off. Probably the brand that, like, again, if it is Cisco, I don't know that for a fact, so don't quote me on it. But let's say if Cisco is the the manufacturer or the distributor. And the manufacturer they worked with before that stocked Pog Juice for them no longer makes Pog Juice and can't distribute it to Cisco, then Cisco can't distribute it to Walt Disney World. And then we end up with no Pog Juice until they find a new solution. So I'm assuming it's just that, but hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to update you in a little new section like this with with more details about uh, what, what I don't even know what people should call it, like Pog Gate. I don't know. And then it was, when I say pogs, I start thinking about I start thinking about the little pogs that were collected and made back in the 90s in that game, even though I love Tiki and I love pog juice. But, oh, man, I'm letting this get <laughs> I'm letting this get out from under me right now. And I need to get it back on control. And we need to get to those reviews. This week's episode should be a fun one. We're getting a lot of different voices on it, and I always love when that's the case because, yeah, it just it keeps things fresher. It keeps it more entertaining, and it keeps the show moving. So we're going to have a solo Jackie review, which I don't think we've had that since since we've been back with this format. And I'm also going to uh, be back with a review after a couple weeks off. And then we have a, a our signature review from a table service restaurant at Walt Disney World this week with, I believe, Pete and Fiasco. I'm not sure if anyone else was at that review. I haven't actually listened to it yet because it just came out today. So yeah, I'm going to get to hear it right along with everyone else. But it's it's going to be a really good episode, I think. We'll just have to wait and find out. But let's go ahead and get things kicked off with our first dining review. And that one's going to be from Jackie, as I've already mentioned. And this is a review of the Disney family dinner night that they are offering at uh, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, as well as, I believe, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And basically, yeah, it's a, a dinner that is big enough for your whole family and I think on the average like a family of four and you either can sit and eat your food where you pick it up or you can bring it back to your room and then they give you a game to play along with it. There's some decorating. Jackie goes over a lot of it, uh, but I do want to point out that the reason I'm going into a little bit more detail with it is because this was originally part of a longer video about a stay that she was having at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort that we ultimately decided to split up between two episodes, one one being just her thoughts on staying at Caribbean Beach Resort and another one about solely just this food experience. So if it seems like there's maybe some little details missing here and there, uh, apologies for that. It wasn't intended to be a separate thing. It ended up that way. But at the end of the day, we're still going to hear Jackie get to talk about all this. So let's go ahead and listen. Hi, everyone. It's Jackie back as promised with my Disney family night dinner here at the Caribbean Beach Resort. So I meandered over to the Centertown Market and picked up a lovely uh box and bag of all of my goodies 
and trekked on back to my room. And um, just a little note, you'll want to have two free hands because you've got one big shopping bag and a box. So you're gonna need need some extra hands for this. So um, I this, this intrigued me when it was announced. And I thought it would be real fun since I'm staying here to kind of show you guys and tell you a little bit about it. So it comes with roasted Jamaican style chicken and fried yucca, which I don't see that in here. So I'm not sure on that one. Um, cilantro rice, seasonal vegetables, and Caribbean pull-apart rolls with onion jam and guava butter. Now, these are the ones that they have at Sebastian's Bistro. They're really popular um, among fans. Everyone loves them. So really fun that they toss those in here. And then um, finally for dessert, they come with decorate your own Mickey and Minnie cookies, which is just the coolest thing ever. So, and um, they give you a Mickey and a mini cookie that are already decorated. So it's kind of a fun, um, you know, kind of a fun little thing here. So I'm gonna dig in and then I'll be back to tell you about it, okay? Made my plate with everything that was served to me. So here is the bucket of chicken. And as you can see, it has all the skin still on and the seasoning is on the skin. I will, let you know that if you are not into anything spicy, the chicken is a little bit spicy, the skin part, if you happen to get any of that. So um, I had a piece on the edge of the chicken where it was just um, a little bit spicy. I And I'm really wimpy about spices, so I don't like anything spicy. So, but it wasn't like blow your head off spicy. So just wanna let you guys know that. And here's the grilled veggies. Now, these veggies, I don't see any yucca in here, you guys. So, uh, but there's red peppers, red onions, and baby carrots. And then there's broccolini, which I absolutely love. So, and then you can see the cilantro rice peeking down there. And there is a lot of rice in here. So, you can see how deep this to-go container is. And uh, I would say it's about halfway full of rice with all those veggies laid on the top. So really decent amount of food here. Here are the pull apart rolls and they are so lovely with the guava butter and the onion jam. So I love how they serve both of those with this. Now it comes with four and you will notice that there are only three there because I happen to eat one. So there you have it. Now I wanna note here that the veggies are just real lightly seasoned. Um, I don't salt my food much at all, but they did send salt and pepper if you like to you know, add that to your food. So you definitely can. I thought that the cilantro rice had a really great flavor and they there wasn't a ton of lime. It wasn't, we make cilantro rice at home, cilantro lime rice at home, and it wasn't, quite as powerful as that, but it was really good. So I, I enjoyed that and I especially loved all the veggies. And one of the things that I don't like when I get veggies at a restaurant is I don't like it when they overcook everything. And these veggies had a nice crunch. So that was really cool. And the broccolini had a nice crunch, the carrots, same thing. Of course, the, the red onions and red peppers, those are 
you know, kind of squishy because that's what happens when you cook those. But um, yeah, it was, those were really good. And I will also say that by the time I finally got back to my room, my food wasn't piping hot, but it was still warm. So, and the reason for that is because um, we talk about that liquid sunshine around here. And of course, when I came out of the Centertown Market to head back to my van, a monsoon had ensued while I was indoors. So, um, yeah, so I waited around for a little while and um, and then headed back to my to my van, even though it was still pouring. So, um, yeah, it was it was uh, that was kind of my fault. And the rooms here at Caribbean Beach don't have a microwave. So not that I would have really microwaved any of this anyway, because like I said, it was warm. So um, really, really a nice experience. So now I'm going to dig into all of this frosting and cookies and see if I can get my my art skills out here. We'll see how I do. I don't know. I'm not making any promises that they're going to be quite as cute as the two that came decorated already, but I'll show you those here in a minute. Okay, so it's dessert time and we have got some fun here. So I thought that we would sit and do this together since when I started to open up these packages, I thought this was way too cool to just take pictures of. I wanna show you guys what comes with this fun kit. So there are actually six cookies. They're sugar cookies. And you'll notice that two of them are already decorated like Mickey and Minnie, which, how cute is that? And then there are four plain sugar cookies. So if you are a party of four and you buy this, each of the four of you will have your own blank slate Mickey Mouse cookie to decorate. So, and it comes on a nice little platter, which is really fun. Um, and then this guy has all of this icing. So we've got red, white, and black with little stickers at the bottom because they are not expecting us to have a sharp object to cut the bottom of our little pastry bags here, which is really cool. So, and then we have sprinkles. So this is super, super fun, you guys. It is like, I'm gonna flip this upside down so that I can show these to you. So there's black, red, and white sprinkles. These are Mickey shaped sprinkles, okay? Seriously. And then these are red, yellow, and blue sprinkles, also Mickey shaped. Whoa, and I just dumped them right out because that lid wasn't on properly. So there you go. Bloopers behind the scenes right here in this video. It's all good. So, and then, now these ones I've seen before, these are the pink, purple, and green ones. And these we've seen on cookies that we've bought at Disney. So at least I have. So I don't know if any of you guys have, but I sure have. But this is, how fun is this? So everybody has their own choices of what kinds of things they wanna put on their cookies. So I am gonna clean up my mess here real quick. And then I will be right back to show you how fun this is. All right, so when you get into your icing, you'll notice that it's just a Mickey sticker and that's really cool. So 
pretty fun. They just flip the little tip over so that everything's clean and sanitary. And then they close it up, seal it up with a Mickey sticker. Pretty cool. I chose the white one because black icing, not so sure, not so sure what I think about black icing. Um, especially if you've got kids. Black icing, um, whenever I have seen it, makes your lips and your teeth and your tongue and the whole shebang colored <laughs> black, dark, very dark. And um, I'm not so sure about that one. So we're gonna try white tonight. So, and like I had imagined, they already have this open. Now, you guys have to bear with me because I have watched many cookie decorating videos thanks to Instagram. However, I am not, whoops, necessarily as you can see, the cookie decorator extraordinaire. So, um, yeah, so we'll just go with that and then maybe we'll put some stripes in here. <clears throat> pastry chef I am not but that's okay because Mickey doesn't require us to be a pastry chef to do this and you guys there is a lot of icing here so you know if your kids are anything like my kids they will not do stripes on their cookie they will fill their entire cookie with icing. <laughs> so you might go through all three bags of this, but this is really a generous amount of, of everything to, to do this with. I mean, what a fun activity. So like, you know, you guys can just sit around and do this. And, and I, I don't know, I have never met a kid that doesn't love to decorate cookies or cupcakes. I, I've never met a kid who doesn't love that. So I think that what we're gonna use, um, I think we're gonna do the blue, red, and yellow sprinkles since we've seen the green, purple, and pink ones before. So here we go. We're just gonna, we're just gonna sprinkle some of these puppies right on here. And all of the sprinkles are Mickey shades which makes me really happy. <laughs> I love Mickey stripe, Mickey shaped anything. So this reminds me of my first time at Walt Disney World when I um, watched fireworks and then we walked underneath Cinderella Castle and there was all of this Mickey shaped confetti and I was scooping it up off of the pavement to take home because I just thought that it was the coolest thing. So anyway, these are fun. These are fun. I like how all of the all of them are Mickey shaped and not just a few Mickey shaped ones. So here is my cookie. Lovely, <laughs> lovely little decorated sugar cookie. And we'll see how it tastes. I'll be back to tell you about that in a little bit after I get some coffee. Did I tell you earlier how much I love having a coffee maker in my room? I'm glad that they have a coffee maker in this room. It's not a Keurig, so the Dunkin' K-Cups that I brought don't work in it, but the coffee was 
good. It was it was fine, and it went really well with that sugar cookie. And it it reminds me of Christmas time, and how much my family loves to sit around and decorate sugar cookies. And these are really nice. They're really thick sugar cookies, so really a lot of fun to do that. Um, and you can even with the colors of icing that they've given you, you can even choose to decorate just the way they did. So, which is also really fun. I wasn't brave enough to do that tonight. So, um, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna open this box. So, you guys may have noticed earlier in the photo that I took of everything all laid out that there was this little fancy gift box. So, let's get into here and see what we've got don't think it's going to be the fried yucca that we were missing. <laughs> I'm just being silly. Well, so it opens up and, oh wow. So there is a game. How fun. So this is a game. And Minnie says, welcome to my game night. And oh my goodness. This is really, really cool. You guys are going to love this. So <clears throat> welcome to my game night. And she's got all of these instructions laid out here. And how cool is that? So you additionally, once you have played all of the games and earned all of the badges, you can look for the number on each game card to write down a code that you can dial on your resort room phone and there will be a special message for you. How cute is that? I love it. Okay, so on each one of these game cards, there is a button. So that is an actual button. Too cute for words. I'm just gonna go through and show you these buttons because they are way too cute. And to get these special buttons, that's pretty cool. What a fun souvenir, huh? Look at those, really fun. You guys have to excuse my nails. Usually I have fancy nails if I do something like this, but I haven't had my nails done in about 18 months now, because you know, <laughs> so there we go. Oh, Mickey knows best. Very cute. This is so cute. Oh my gosh. And here's Daisy with the most stylish. Very nice. That is just adorable. What a fun game to play. So be on the lookout for uh, my little written review here because I will probably, I will probably write how to play this. And because uh, there's all kinds of information on, on the backs of these cards and that's a lot of fun. So I bet you're wondering how much this all was. So for all of this that I've shown you tonight with all the food, the desserts and everything I showed you and this super cute game, $79 plus tax. So, um, you know, I don't think that's a, a bad price. When you think about resort hotel pricing for quick service food. Um, you know, you usually spend 15 bucks or so a person 
So at least, and then you, you know, you have tax on top of that. So, um, and then with a dessert too, and not only just a dessert, but all the sprinkles, all the icing, and then this game on top of it with all of these buttons, I think the value that you're getting is really a good deal for all of this. So I'd love to know what you think about it. I enjoyed it. I wish my whole family was here that they could have enjoyed it with me. Yeah, I don't know if I am sold on that meal at all, but you know what? Got to give it up to Disney for even trying in the first place. And okay, that means, well, now I, I wasn't sold on that one, but now I get to try to sell you on the next dining review. We have uh, Pizza Ponte at Disney Springs, of course, right next to Maria and Enzo's and, you know, right above Enzo's hideaway, right across the way from from STK. It's just tucked right back in the corner and it's serving up pizzas, salads, sandwiches. And this one, this one really knocked my socks off. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. The past couple reviews I've done, I've mentioned Please tell me where you want me to go and eat. That will help me figure out the best spots to hit when I'm at Walt Disney World. And I want reviews going out there that are helpful to everyone, not just the things that I find interesting. And a couple people asked for this review, so that's why I'm at Disney Springs. I'm actually standing right outside the Edison, but that's not where I'm eating. I'm eating just next door to that. No, not Maria and Enzo's. I, I listen to Pete, so I know not to go there too. But I am also eating at one of the sister restaurants to the Edison and Maria and Enzo's and Enzo's Hideaway, and that's Pizza Ponte, the quick service. And I'm sure I just really screwed that up. So please, please don't judge me too much on that. But I, I am eating at the quick service pizza location that is right connected to Maria and Enzo's, and. This place uh, has big pizza. You know, they they advertise their big Roman and their pepperoni pizzas that are just massive, massive slices. And uh, you know what? That's enough of the selling point as it is right there. I think the the big Roman pepperoni one starts at six ninety five, and a slice of the pepperoni is seven twenty five. So there's a lot to this place that is uh you know it's it actually makes a lot of sense. So it's big pieces of pizza at not a ridiculous price. Ridiculous for Disney, that is. But it's not just about the price and what the potential quality is. You know, it's it's how it, it tastes. It's if it's any good or not. So I'm going to dip out of frame for a second so I can grab my pizza. And I'm back. And this is my pepperoni pizza. Again, $7.25. And this thing is massive. Next to my head. That's that's how big it is. Oh my goodness. I'm not prepared for this. And I didn't even, I didn't even get just one piece of pizza. I got two because, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Only one pepperoni. Then I got a different one. I'll get to that in a second. But pepperoni is pretty straightforward, obviously. Mozzarella cheese, tomato sauce, and then tons of pepperoni slices. So I'm going to fold it. So I'm going for it. Oh, it's a little burnt on the bottom. Not necessarily a bad sign, but, you know. I hope it doesn't taste like burnt, but here goes nothing. 
I've mentioned before that when it comes to pizza, I'm not really a snob. I'm not one of those people who thinks like, oh, if it's not New York style pizza, then it's garbage, get rid of it. You know, I have no loyalty when it comes to pizza. I will eat anything that is thrown out in front of me. And I do have to say, this is very burnt, but it's very good in terms of the, uh, the tomato sauce they use on there. Just has that nice little bit of acidity. It's not a sweet sauce. I really enjoy that. I don't like when sauces have any sweetness to it. Uh, the cheese, pepperoni, it's just bringing that extra saltiness to all of it. It's, it's a really nice slice of pizza. The only problem with it is just how burnt it is at the bottom. And I know this is gonna happen from a lot of pizza ovens that it's gonna get a little bit charred, but this is, this is a little too far gone in my opinion. So when I'm, you know, when I'm getting the insides there and I'm, I'm tasting the cheese and the pepperoni and the sauce, it's, it's nice and pleasant. But then once I get to, to the outside, it's just not as good. And I know that's also partially how I'm eating it. So let me, let me try taking a bite from this side, see if it's as noticeable. I don't know, maybe if I hold this upside down, my tongue will hit the inside of the pizza first, the pepperoni, the cheese, tomatoes, but you know, I'm not gonna just hold it upside down and watch everything fall off. So unfortunately my tongue has to hit the outside first and it's just getting that burnt flavor right away. But if it wasn't burnt, oh my gosh, I, I would be in love with this pizza. This is actually really, really tasty. I am a huge fan. I'm gonna finish this and then I'm gonna move on to my next slice. My next slice is one of the specialty pizzas here. It is not a circle cut. It's not as big as the Big Roman or the pepperoni, but it's still a pretty massive piece of pizza. Uh, it's a lot thicker than those ones too, but this is the Parma Cotta. And this is essentially Parma ham, mozzarella, as well as ricotta cheese. That big dollop right there in the middle is part uh, ricotta cheese. I almost called it the ham. Of course, that's not the ham. Uh, this one was $8.25, and I mainly got this one because I love ricotta. That is, it's one of my favorite things when I have lasagna that is just oozing with ricotta. Can't get much better than that. And comparatively, the backside of this pizza is not burnt at all. This was, this one was really well made. This is, this is a nice piece. I'm going to take a bunch of bites, but it's going to take me a while to get in the middle to get to the ricotta. So... Yeah, for you, it's it's no time at all. But for me, I'm gonna have to do some digging to get in here and get, get to that ricotta. So here goes nothing. Once again, I made a really good choice with this slice. Uh, it is just delicious. The Parma ham, oh, it is so thinly sliced like prosciutto. It is, it is just salty and then balances perfectly with the creaminess of the ricotta when you get them together. And the mozzarella, you know, it just helps fill in the gaps. I love this so much. The only problem that I have with this is I am missing like that nice tomato sauce to balance it all out, but I get it. It's not that kind of pizza. It's more of a, a white pizza. And you know what though? It really, really works. This is really good. But just like the, the one slice of pepperoni and the one piece of this, I'm basically eating two meals. For myself right now and it's way too much but i'm gonna finish it all and then once i'm done with this one i'll let you know my final thoughts but i think it's pretty clear where it's going i'm all wrapped up hopefully i don't have pizza all over myself and embarrassing myself in front of strangers that i'll probably never see again but 
as you can probably expect it, I really loved my meal here at Pizza Ponte. Again, I think one slice is good enough for anyone. I did not need to. I feel terrible now. I mean, I, I ate both of them. So it's very possible to eat two. And if you have a big appetite, you know, two, you're going to be, you're going to be plenty full, but you can get away here with only getting one slice. And, and yeah, that's always, that's always good, especially when the price is what it is. You know, $7.25 for that piece of pepperoni, $6.95 for the, the slice of the Big Roman, which I keep mentioning that. I don't think I actually said what it is, but that's just your standard cheese pizza, mozzarella, tomato sauce. Uh, that pricing is, is just not, it's not ridiculous considering what you're getting from it. And then having the square pizzas, you know, those being a little bit over $8, like mine, eight and a quarter. I think that's a very fair price for it. Uh, the fact is, again, only one of those slices could have been my full meal. And there is not a lot of places at Disney you can go and you can feel that full for under $10. So I am very, very happy about my meal that I just had. And it's not the first time I've had pizza from there before. I've had it at media events, but never, never have done a full official review. And I don't know what took me so long because I am just very, very pleasantly surprised by all of it. And I know I'll be back again at some point, obviously for more pizza, but they don't just have pizza there. They also have sandwiches that sound really, really delicious as well to maybe get a salad if I want to feel better about myself. I don't know. I don't know if I need to feel better about myself, but I'm really happy with the choices I made and I do recommend it. Again, I am not a pizza snob. If you are like me and you'll basically eat any pizza anywhere, whether it's a chain pizza or the most gourmet one in the world and you think they all taste the same, I think you will enjoy what you get at Pizza Ponte. But if you are very particular, I don't know. I think even if you're a little particular that you might end up liking this one as well too. But at pizza so subjective. How should I know how you're actually going to feel about it? All I know is I enjoyed it. I've honestly been dreaming about that pizza since I had it. I got burnt out on pizza a little while back, just had it too many times in a row and not a lot of good ones. And this one just like knocked my socks off and I can't wait to get back over and get another slice of pepperoni. Maybe like next time before I go see a movie at AMC theaters, I can can pop in and just get a quick slice and then I won't be as tempted to get popcorn and Oh no, but popcorn's so good during movies. I don't know. That's an existential crisis that I have to deal with during a different episode or just a different part of my life that isn't being recorded. And we're going to move on to our final dining review. And this one's going to be a fun one. This is uh, this is Pete and Fiasco. Again, I think just them. Maybe there'll be more people, but it's a dining review of Cape May Cafe's family-style dining, which I saw the thumbnail for it on YouTube, and it said Cape May Cafe. And you know, Fiasco is from Massachusetts and loves seafood as far as I'm concerned. And Pete hates seafood. So I think this one will probably be entertaining, but we're just going to have to listen, find out uh, about what they think. Hey, everybody, Pete Werner here with this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, coming to you from Cape May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club Resort. Now, I haven't been here in a long time, 
So this is going to be interesting. But uh, we're also joined by, of course, Fiasco, as always on the camera. His beautiful wife, Haley, uh, is here as well. And a special uh, a friend of mine um, who's making his first appearance on one of our shows, Matt Flynn. You'll meet him in just a moment. Um, so uh, just to bring everybody up to speed, uh, as is the case with all the buffets at Disney World, they've now moved to a family style. Um, depending on the restaurant, uh, the family could be the Manson family or the Brady Bunch. You just you, you never know. But uh, this is also family style. But the big difference here, the big difference here, the infamous or the famous crab legs that were always included on the buffet are now an upcharge of how much was it? How much? $29. And for one pound, which averaged out, I think we counted eight legs. Um, so our server was telling us that uh, the reason they're doing that is because this buffet always lost money because of the crab legs. So they're kind of using this opportunity, this COVID cover, um, they're using this opportunity to kind of change that up. So I do not think we will see the crab legs come back, uh, you know, even if this ever does go back to being a buffet, I don't think we're ever going to see them. But they do have, um, you know, obviously their, their seafood bake or whatever they call it. I don't eat seafood, so kind of pointless for me. Uh, but they also have a non-seafood platter as well, and uh, we'll get into all of that in just a bit. Okay, so as I mentioned, um, this is a uh, family-style meal, uh, $42 per adult, $25 uh, per child, um, plus tax and gratuity. And, of course, the, uh, uh, the crab legs, a pound of crab legs is $30. And how much was the lobster? 35 for the lobster. Um, they have uh, breads and spreads, which is basically Parker House rolls and cornbread that they'll bring as much as you want to the table. Parker House rolls were good. Cornbread was dry. These are packaged breads, so there's nothing special about them. Uh, they do come with uh, three spreads. Um, a uh, roasted garlic herb butter, uh, salted butter, and a cheese spread. Um, all of them were fairly unremarkable. Uh, they also bring out a seasonal harvest salad that's arugula, kale, and romaine lettuce with orange segments, uh, cherry tomatoes, red onions, and sun-dried cherries with a citrus vanilla vinaigrette. Now, I will say, salad was very, very good. And that citrus vanilla vinaigrette was really nice. It was a really, really nice uh, uh, dressing. Um, the seafood boil, as we were talking about, uh, mussels, peel and eat shrimp, Cape May clams, sustainable catch of the day, which in this case I believe was uh, cod, um, red bliss potatoes, and corn on the cob. I'll let the other guys talk about that because I didn't have any. The turf platter... Slow roasted strip loin with chimichurri and a house-made steak sauce, oven roasted lemon pepper chicken, mashed potatoes, and farmer's market vegetables. 
Um, I will tell you the chicken was good. It was well seasoned. You know, am I going to come running back here for it? No. Um, the slow roasted strip loin was good. Um, and the, the steak sauce, the house-made steak sauce was very good, but it was on the salty side. And I'm somebody who salts every bite of food before it goes into his mouth. So for me to say something salty, like most people would die. Um, I, I mean, it was good. It was good. Was it great? Nah, not really. It was, uh, uh, like I said, everything was well prepared. Everything was hot. Mashed potatoes were good. Um, but it's uh, wholly unremarkable overall. Wholly unremarkable. All right. So the last time we came to Cape May Cafe was this time two years ago when obviously the buffet was going on. Um, I was never crazy about it then, but I would agree at that point it delivered a really nice value um, with the buffet because you had so many different options. Um, you had fried chicken. I think at one point they even had pasta. You had fried clam strips, which is kind of hard to find here in Florida, let alone Walt Disney World. Um, so the value that it delivered there I thought was, was pretty good. Um, now, how it is now. I'm not impressed. Um, like Pete already mentioned, the turf platter is fine. Uh, I would not say anything on that platter was bad. I'd say it was very average. I was fine with all of it. Uh, but this is Cape May Cafe. This is, this is seafood. Um, really, if you're going to come to an all-you-can-eat meal, and for some reason that's bringing you here, I'm assuming it's because you like seafood. So that's really what I want to focus on for the most part. Um, the peel-and-eat shrimp were great. The peel-and-eat shrimp were really, really good. Um, they were nice and, and tender, like you'd like a shrimp to be. The rest of it, not really so much. Um, up to and including the $35 lobster add-on, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, the cod, which is the sustainable fish of the day and probably the thing I would be most excited about on the seafood platter because I love cod. Um, that was honestly, I can't think of a time I had worse cod. I eat a lot of cod. I eat frozen cod. I make cod at home poorly. And that's better. I'll take that. I'll take that first. As far as getting cod at a restaurant, this was really bad. It was tough. You know, cod's supposed to be flaky. It's supposed to fall apart. This was none of that. It was rough. Um, I took the first bite. And I was kind of like, mm, this feels like it was recently unfrozen, but I won't be too harsh on them about that. And then as I start to work into the middle of the fish, it just gets tougher and tougher. And just no, just absolutely not. I know that fish changes. Um, I know somebody who ate here about a month ago when they had mahi-mahi, so maybe the mahi's better. The cod was not. It just wasn't. Um, the crab legs, I uh, will admit I'm not the biggest crab leg person in the world. I did try this back when it was all you can eat at the buffet. Just come back and get it. Um, for that bucket to be $29 now, I understand where they're coming from with that. Personally, would I order that if I was here uh, not doing a review? No, uh, I wouldn't. But maybe I'm not a crab leg fanatic again, so take that with a, with a grain of salt. The lobster though, $35 for that lobster. Me and Pete just did our final review with the Wave before it closed down, and we got that lobster tail add-on for, I believe, eight bucks with the addition of the steak there. 
That was so, so, so good. Um, so I wanted to compare it to that. So I went straight for the lobster tail on this guy here. And all I can say is I feel really bad that this guy had to go for us to have him on our plate because he was not good. He just was not good. And for $35, I mean, Pete, I almost want to stop you and be like, I, don't get the lobster. We could have got a whole other video out of this guy. But, I mean, I feel bad. He's, he's laying there right now, and just his life is over. But he, oh, at, at, at least, and there's a fly on him. At least if he was tasty, he wasn't tasty. And you'll hear more about that, I'm sure. Um, the salad was good. Like you mentioned, the arugula salad, I like that a lot. It's a salad, whatever. Uh, am, am I going to come back here again other than for a review? No. Hey, guys. Matt Flynn, uh, first time here on the, the show. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, I just to reiterate a lot of what everybody said, I mean, with the... The butter, the only thing I'd say is that um, I actually really liked the garlic herb one, but only if you're a big garlic fan. It was it was heavy, heavy on the garlic. Um, in terms of the salad, uh, it was a salad. I'm not a big salad person, so I don't have really have much of an opinion on that one. Um, I would say on the, the turf platter, it was... I liked the, I think it was uh, the beef, but everything else on there, I don't know. I thought it was general... Um, with the with the surf platter, uh, I will say the cod. I totally agree. It was it was not good. It was um, uh, the word that came to mind was clumpy um, and tough. Clumpy and tough. Uh, the, the corn was nice and sweet. It was a good addition. Um, I know Pete didn't have any. Um, was it the the seafood and mixing it together? Yeah, I understand. But um, the shrimp, I could sit here and eat that shrimp all day long. Um, if I could just get a plate with 30 of those shrimp and a little bit of this lobster mac and cheese, which was also excellent, um, I, I would be happy. Um, maybe not at this price point, but it, the shrimp was really good. The oysters and clams, you know, it's always a, a fun thing to, to try. Um, you see someone, someone at the table hasn't had it before, and it's always fun to see them try it. Um, the crab legs, I, I liked them, but they weren't amazing. I also don't really know how to eat crab legs so i don't know if that helps or hurts that but they were they were good and then the lobster i'm i'm sorry to see it die for that uh it's been staring at me most of the meal and it just makes me sad <laughs> but oh it's just keeps staring at me somehow <laughs> so overall i'd say if you can come here and just eat the shrimp and the lobster mac and cheese, that's, that's what I take. That's my big takeaway from it. All right, so we're going to start off right with the bread. The bread was very basic bread, very dry, nothing to go home about. Um, so I'm not a very big seafood person myself, so I was kind of, like, hesitant to try. I was more looking forward to, like, the chicken platter or whatever. And I thought that was really good. I thought the chicken was flavorful. I thought the chicken was a little dry. And I know that's a knock. Not a lot of people like dry chicken, so it was okay. Vegetables were really good. They were very flavorful. They weren't, like, just, like, your basic vegetables. They didn't, like, steamed. They actually did have, like, flavor in it, which was really nice. Um, I didn't try the lobster. My plate's really messy. I didn't finish much. 
I thought this place was okay. It's not my favorite at all. I wouldn't personally spend my money and come back here. I think it's a thumbs down for me. Okay, so for dessert, it was decided that I would just go ahead and talk about this because we all had the exact same reaction. Originally, I was going to call this the plate of mediocrity, which should tell you everything you need to know about the dessert. Uh, and I'm not even going to go into individually what's on here because, okay, they had these like two Oreo mousse things that were really good. That was really good. But I, the rest of it, I kept trying it, hoping that I was wrong the last time I tasted it and that it was going to be better. Um, so I'm call, now calling this the, uh, plate of, uh, uh, abusive relationship desserts because you go back expecting it to be better and it's not. And that's what this plate of desserts are. Um, they tried key lime and failed. They tried cheesecake and failed. They tried, uh, um, uh, a macaroon that tastes like literally tastes like grass not like the good grass I mean grass like you just went out to your lawn and picked up a handful um, so uh, really just very very disappointing dessert very dis- I, I, one of the questions I asked when they come up with this stuff does somebody taste this before they put it on a plate I mean does somebody did, were there, did somebody like sit down and taste all these things and go, "Oh my God, this is a winner"? I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Okay, so the price for this meal, with the uh, crab legs and the lobster, uh, no alcoholic beverages, ten uh, percent uh, discount for annual pass, uh, two forty-seven. 08. Our server, Jimmy, was phenomenal. Uh, we knew him from the wave, uh, so it took care of him. But, uh, yeah, you know, for me, um, meh. I'm going to title this review anything. I'm going to title it meh. Uh, I think this is uh, a fraction of its former self. We'll see when and if it comes back to being a buffet, what they do. But as it is now, I don't really think this is a place worth going out of your way to try. Uh, if you're coming over here to this part of Disney property to have a, have a meal and you want to get wowed right now, head over to Trattoria El Forno because that was spectacular. That was phenomenal. And uh, you'll pay about the same, maybe a little bit more over there, but you'll get a lot more for your money. Yowza, that was harsh. That was uh, pretty harsh, but yeah, it seems like everyone was actually uh, agreeing with the overall outcome of that meal. Uh, you know, Haley and then special guest Matt, who I didn't know that we're going to be a part of that. But yeah, it seems like they all all came together and had the exact same opinion for the most part on it. So uh, disappointing. I guess if you're a fan of Cape May Cafe, but I'll be honest, I'm right. I'm in that group of people, I think, 
uh, that Fiasco kind of mentioned, that was him. Like, I, I've never really been blown away by Cape May Cafe. I've had decent meals there, but I also have always hated Cape May Cafe and specifically the Beach Club Lobby because I hate the smell of the seafood buffet. Uh, I, it, it just something about it just triggers bad memories in me that even though I love seafood and I could start eating it immediately as soon as I'm sitting down, whether it's good or bad, I don't like necessarily the smell of it. It's just I don't find it pleasant. And so much to the, the point that I swore up and down for the longest time that Beach Club didn't even have a signature scent. I always thought that, like, yeah, the signature scent when you walk in is the smell of the seafood buffet that it just permeates the odor of that resort no matter what time of day it is. If the buffet is happening or if it's for breakfast or overnight, it just always smells like that to me. So I, I'm glad I was left out of that one because I would not have been a good judge of character on that one. I would have been I would have been walking in with some serious bias against it. But I'm I'm happy that we still got out to do it and hopefully that helps you. Uh, along with everything else we talked about in this episode, plan for your upcoming trips to Walt Disney World. And again, if you want to support us because you like our content, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, make sure you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please, please, please take the time to leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this show or if just if you have feedback to help me make this show better. Uh, we got one great review from Mark GM earlier this week saying, as with everything from the Diz, the Disney Dining Show presents fair and even-handed evaluations of dining options from across the spectrum of Disney parks and resorts. Always a great listen. Thank you so much, Mark GM. And if you want to shout out on the show and I'll have you, I'll read your review or put in there, please don't read my review, but I'd love a shout out on the show. Uh, go ahead and leave, leave that rating and review. And please, please, please give me the feedback so I can make this show uh, exactly what you want out of it. Like, I didn't see anyone telling me to put in the news this week. I just decided to do it because news happened to drop right around the time that I was recording this, and it felt natural to put it in. But if it's something that you don't care about, you want to get your news in other places about Disney dining, we can drop it and make this reviews only. Just let me know what you want, and we'll go from there. But thank you so much, everyone out there, for taking the time to listen. I truly do appreciate it. I hope this was helpful, and I hope you all have the greatest week ever. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care, everyone, and bye-bye.